Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. But I want to talk to you briefly tonight about the the power of our words. The power of our words. And we know it's time to build we know we, we're, we're pouring our portion. Uh, we're ready to face Goliath, and we have our identity in Christ, uh, but it's time for, all to speak, time for us to speak. Amen? Amen. If you've been at Harvest Church any length of time, whether it's been two months or 20 years, um, you understand the power of words. So we're going to go to our, if, if, if Luke 10, 2 is our foundation of scripture for the ministry, uh, Proverbs 18:21 has got to be <laughs> B, the B part. So if you'd be so kind, go to Proverbs chapter number 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Familiar passage, and you can all quote it. But it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life, both of them, are in the power of your mouth, your tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruits of it. Tell your neighbor, there's power in your mouth. Tell your other neighbor, there's power in your mouth. I'm going to tell you how powerful words are. Uh, Me and my wife were. Uh, going somewhere yesterday evening, and uh, <laughs> she mentioned about service. I said, why'd you say that? And so, not even 24 hours later, ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> you got service. <laughs> That's the power of words. And if I may, I want to give a quick shout out to my wife, my baby, my honey. We're celebrating 10 years tomorrow. And she's doing some last minute little things to make me feel special. And I just want you to know I'm, I'm, I already feel special, so you don't have to do nothing else. But we're talking about the power of words. And I was, as I was studying and, and reading and kind of meditating, uh, God brought something to my remembrance the other day. I was at one of my sister's houses, and one of my nieces uh, had put something in their mouth. And uh, she's a baby, so, you know, she didn't know, you know, he put everything in their mouth. And so uh, my sister was like, get that out of your mouth. You know, get that out of your mouth. And she went and took it out of her mouth. And I'm asking, uh, though certainly I'm, I'm connected to the ministers, to help hold me accountable. Because when I say something that I shouldn't say, I want you to tell me to get that out of my mouth. Get that out of your mouth. And we know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So get that out of your mouth. When it don't line up with the word, get that out of your mouth. And the same fervor that you would with a baby to get it out of their mouth before they swallow it, I want you to use that same fervor. You know why? Because if you swallow it, the possibility you'll choke on it. So get that out of your mouth. 
get that out of your mouth. Let's go to the nuggets, because I don't know how this is going to go. So if we can go to nugget number one. We must put God's word in our mouth. It's not optional. You, you must. You must, and we're going to see why. Number two, don't give demons an audience. Don't give, Jesus didn't give them an audience, and we're going, we're going to see it in a minute. And nugget number three, God heard you. God heard you. Don't worry, I'm going to tie it all in. It's, it's going to all make sense. Go to Matthew chapter 4, if you will. Matthew chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse 1. Start at verse 1. I'm doing my best, bro, to stay, stay right here. <laughs> then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. So Jesus answered, It is written, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up to a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it's written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. In verse seven, Jesus said to him, it is written again, you should not tempt the Lord your God. Again, in verse eight, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I give to you, if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So only, the only words or word you can use to fight off the enemy is the word of God. Not your feelings, not what it looked like, not your anger, not your frustration. The only thing, the only words that's gonna work is the word of God. And I don't know if they can get a close up on this, but prayer guards the tongue. Well, our very own pastor wrote this years ago I want to encourage you to get that in your library. If you don't already have it. So we see the word of God is the only thing, the only word that's going to get, the, get Satan off of our backs. Amen? Amen. Go to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, and let's start at verse 21. 
It says, then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, let us alone. What do we have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. And we, under, we know that the demon didn't have uh, any option to come out or not come out. I'm going to ask you to tell your neighbor to your right and to your left. Stop giving the wrong people an audience. <laughs> Listen, your attention and your attendance is too valuable to be given to the wrong people. I said your attention and your attendance is too valuable to be given to the wrong people. Let me clean that up, because sometimes you can be giving it to the right people, it's just the wrong time. They're not a bad person, it's just, a, it's just the wrong time for them. And our obligation is to pray for them at that point. So we have to get away from those people. We have to get away from those people who every time you say something, they got a butt. This is what God said, but, you know, this is what, you know, this is what God has laid on my heart. Yeah, but they always got a but. What does God, they tell you what God told them, and then they say but. There's always a but. There's always a but. Yeah, you need to get, get away from those people. Get away from them, amen? Amen. Let's go into Mark chapter 10. We'll scoot over a few, few chapters, and we're going to start at verse number 46. Mark chapter 10, verse number 46. Get away from them people. Familiar story. Verse number 46. Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And we heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And I want to park my car right there, as Bishop would say. Uh, be careful who you're trying to shush. Be careful who you're shushing. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're facing. You don't know what they're up against. You don't know what that scream is for. You don't know what that holler is for. You don't know what it's for. We all believe in God for, for a family member, somebody to get saved. 
That scream could be for their child. That scream could be for their spouse. That scream could be for their coworker, their parent. You don't know what that scream is for. Leave them alone. That scream could be for their baby or babies. Verse 48, then, then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49, so Jesus stood still. Can I encourage not just our, our streaming audience, but those that are here? Perhaps you've been screaming, you've been yelling, you've been standing in faith, you've been sowing, you've been planting seed, you've been giving tithe, you've been honoring our first lady and our man of God, and it seems like nothing is happening. Like manifestation ain't showing up. Verse 49, so he stood still and commanded him to be called. I just want to let you to know that tonight that Jesus heard you and he's standing still. Your business is going the wrong way. In, in my little part of town, they would say my, my money's funny and my change is strange. Stuff ain't going like you like you've been confessing. Things are not lining up like you know they should. You've been standing on the word of God figuratively and literally. I just want to encourage you tonight that God stopped because he heard you. You've been petitioning, you've been requesting, you've been demanding. Jesus stopped tonight. I wish somebody online would receive that. Verse 49, so they stood still and commanded him to be called. They called the blind man saying, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Man. So let me take the picture. The distance between them has to be pretty far because blind Bartimaeus is yelling and Jesus sent somebody to get him. So it wasn't close enough where he could say, come here. He said, go get him. Go get him. And God sent me here to tell me, go get you. And go get you. And go get you online. And go get you. And go get you. And go get you. Verse number 50. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. All Jesus told him to do was come here. He didn't say, I'm going to heal you. He didn't even ask him what he wanted yet. He said, come here. Tell him to come here. And he threw down everything. Everything that represented where he was at. 
Is there anybody you willing to cut loose? Because that, that coat he was wearing was holding him back. That throw he had on was holding him back. <laughs> no, they said he didn't, he didn't, he didn't put it down. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible said he threw it. <laughs> Is there some stuff in your house you need to throw away? Come on, brothers. Is there some stuff in your garage you need to throw away? You using this old weed eater? <laughs> you got a pump 30 times? You got this old lawnmower? Two of the wheels don't work. It ain't even self-propelled no more. <laughs> you working hard on it? Sisters, you got all them shoes? <laughs> God's trying to get something better to you, but you holding on to them. God ex expand my territory. You, he can expand the territory in your own house if you would clean up some of the stuff we got. And throw, throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? The power of words. The, blad, the blind man said, my rabbi, or rabboni. That I may want, that I may want to see. And Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and follow Jesus down the road. The power of words, the power of a scream, the power of a yell, the power of a confession. He addressed them as what he needed. So as we, it's time to build, and it is. And pour from your portion. And it is. And face Goliath. And it is. And knowing your identity in Christ. And it is. But victory comes from what you say out of your mouth. You can face Goliath, you can pour from your portion. You can know who you are. But if you don't say nothing, if we can assert the law of first mention, the first thing in Genesis God did was show us the power of words. The first thing he showed us. You ready for this? Salvation wasn't even the first thing he showed you. The, pow the power of words. The power of words. The, the power of what you say. 
Do, we, do you believe what you say have power? Sometimes we have more confidence in telling our children what to do than we do telling our angels what to do. You'd be quick to tell your child, go do this, go do that, do this, do that. And your angels, you don't tell them nothing. The power of words. If we ain't learned nothing from Harvest Church, you know the power of words. Matter of fact, the power of words is so, is so strong, uh, you can't even get saved without saying something. Yeah, you have to believe in your heart. But there's a, there's a part two, the part B. You got to confess out of your mouth. There's something about acknowledgement that God is after. There's something about you saying something. Not only it gets your attention, but it gets the attention of the world. I was talking to somebody uh, I used to work with long ago. You know her. We were just talking about her the other day. And uh, she said, I remember you uh, laid hands on the printer and it started working again. <laughs> and I had forgot all about it. But I laid my hands on the printer and I commended, and, and to my knowledge, it never went out again. I said, this printer's going to work in the name of Jesus. And it worked. And it's that simple. We complicated. <laughs> we complicated. And then the part B of it is, it's hard to confess something you don't know. If we turn on a particular song, you, you can sing all the lyrics, all the words to it. But if we put on uh, Matthew chapter 5, how many can sing along? How many can preach along with it? And you always know what somebody's, talk, what somebody's indulging in, because out, out, out of your belly come rivers of living water. And so there's some people, as soon as you get around them, they want to talk about the market. You know, it's an inverted yield curve right now. Rates are going up. You know what? The Dow is down 400 points. We're down for the year, about 32,000. And then there's people, they just want to talk about sports. There's nothing wrong with that. But Bishop taught us anything taken to the extreme is error. Matter of fact, it's going to open when you say it opens. You feel me? It's going to open when you say it opens. I don't care what they say. It don't matter. You're going to start that business. It's going to flourish to the degree you say it flourishes. No, the, the economy is not dictating my business. Are you crazy? <laughs> we ain't in this world system. We in the world, not of it. You're not dictating to me what's going to happen. I'm dictating. And your words will dictate. So I'm going to encourage you to get around some dictators. Who dictating this? Dictating the word. Be built up. 
to be nourished, to be strengthened in the word of God. Get around people who, who make you feel uncomfortable. Who are going to cause you to grow. Yeah, get away from those people who's, who's trying to hold you in bondage. Sometimes sometime that's family. Sometimes it's friends. Sometimes it's people we work with, we see every day. We spend more time with. God is calling us to a new audience. A new audience. The only way we're going to win the loss is by declaring the word. By the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And the word. The word works. The word works. I don't have to defend this. We don't have to defend the word. Jesus already did it. Jesus has already did the work. We just have to tell people what he did for them and what he's done for us. Everything is about our confession. Everything. Your breakthrough is coming because of what you're confessing. Your healing is coming because of what you're confessing. I'm going to show you the power of words. What's the area called over there by Stevie's room? <laughs> the, come on, y'all know. Y'all been here long enough. No, not not uh, Joseph Business School, but the area behind that. What's it called? What's it called? Come on, say it. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's not the undeveloped area, but that's what we've been calling it. So that's why it's undeveloped. It's going to be undeveloped until we call it what it is. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. So whatever's undeveloped in your life, you've been calling it undeveloped. <laughs> that business is not undeveloped, but you're calling it undeveloped. So it can't develop until you undevelop. <laughs> that area is not, that, call, that area, and Bishop, I know you're watching. I think you'll be okay with this. From now on, that area is not called undeveloped any longer. It's called the developed area. <laughs> That's the developed area. Whatever, we, whatever, bitch, whatever you say it is, that's the, that's the developed area from now on. So when you come in Sunday, that's the developed area. What's that area called? What's it called? <laughs> Please have your seats. <laughs> that's the developed area. That's the, de that's the developed area. Those areas in your house, that area is developed. It's whatever you're going to build it to be. You're trying to finish your basement? What, what is it? This the, is this the bedroom? This is the bathroom? This the living space? Whatever. It don't develop before you say something. You say something. Then it develops. <laughs> we want God to go before us. And I know we, 
a Tommy Gun quick. <laughs> Praise God. But it doesn't happen until we say something. The world was framed by the word. The world wasn't framed, and then he said something. He said something, and then the world was framed. It's in your mouth. Tell your neighbor it's in your mouth. Tell your other neighbor it's in your mouth. Tell your neighbor, we got a new area in Harvest Church. It's called the developed area. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.